Grace Hatter. I'm Abby Whitmer. And I'm Langley Evett. And we want to welcome you to our podcast, Simply Tax, where we talk about everything tax involving some of the juiciest tax fraud schemes. Let's jump in. Today, we are going to talk about pets. I know that we all wish we could claim our pets as dependents. On average, a pet owner spends around $700 a year on a pet. And as a pet owner myself, I know I actually spend way more on vet bills each year. I know. I easily spend that just for my dog's shots and monthly preventions. Doesn't even include the food and the vitamins he needs and all the toys I get. There are such things as pet tax deductions, but they are only for working pets, which includes unpaid working animals, such as service dogs, farm dogs, as well as animals that generate income through social media or acting. They can actually write off their veterinary bills, transportation costs, pet insurance, food supplies, training, grooming, and boarding as deductions if they meet the criteria for working dogs. And I know what you're thinking. The majority of us do not have working dogs or farm dogs we can claim on our taxes. Well, I have good news for some of you. There are a few ways you can save with animal-based deductions. If you foster animals or donate to local animal shelters, you can use that as charitable gifts on your taxes. Wow, I really wish that I would have known that when I was fostering multiple dogs at a time. I know, I did not realize that either. What kind of deductions does that even include? Well, if the organization doesn't reimburse you for expenses related to your foster pet, then it's deductible. Anyways, I know that was probably not as great of news as I made it out to be because in reality, our non-working, boring dogs are just our favorite financial burden. Maybe I should get my dog into acting or have a dying millionaire leave her trust to my dog. Yeah, if only it was that easy. So have you guys heard about the richest dog in the world? Today. We will be talking about the Netflix documentary, Gunther's Millions, which all turned out to be a big scheme to avoid tax. Gunther is a German shepherd known to be, like Abby said before, the richest dog in the world, with an estimated net worth of around 400 million. Dang, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I really would not know what to do with 400 million dollars. I know, it's crazy to even imagine. It all started when a wealthy countess left her trust to the dog in memory of her son, named Gunther, who she had lost at an early age of 26. The wealth originally came from the Count's husband's successful pharmaceutical company. The trust was made to ensure if Gunther, the dog, had passed, he would be replaced by a dog from the same bloodline and was required to have the same name. The trust was initially given to Gunther III, and then by 2018, Gunther VI had taken over. Wait, so where did they get all the Gunthers from? Yeah, and what made that specific dog so special? I mean, German Shepherds are amazing dogs, but to be that specific? Well, they actually had a set breeder to keep him to keep them all from the same bloodline. There was not anything special within this bloodline. The trust just read that the, that the succeeding dog must be from that exact bloodline. Also, within the requirements of the trust, it states that Gunther must be treated ultimately like royalty. Wow, I want to be treated like royalty. Yeah, for real. Someone feed me grapes and fan me. Yeah, he commonly has meals of caviar and steak, travels around the world by private jet, and he even purchased Madonna's mansion in Miami for $7.5 million. Did y'all know that the trust sold Madonna's mansion for $29 million back in January of 2022? Oh, wow. I knew it had sold, but I wasn't sure how much. 
I also know that he had around 30 employees working for him, including a chef, head of PR, and even a spokesperson for the trust. Doesn't every dog wish they could be treated like that? I know mine does, and he is already very much spoiled. Even though the trust can't technically be managed by a dog, Gunther must be the sole beneficiary of any dollar that comes through the trust. A dog who can't speak? Dogs don't even have thumbs. <laughs> right? So when the Countess died, she left Gunther in the care of Maurizio Mion. Mion was given the title of Gunther's handler and managed all of Gunther's affairs. Due to the Countess's son battling with depression and losing his life to suicide, Mion went as far as to say he wanted to study those living and interacting with Gunther to see how he affected their happiness. Mion handled everything from Gunther's everyday care to his finances. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. But I guess the lavish lifestyle makes up for the caretaking of Gunther. Sounds like a pretty good trade-off to me. If you are thinking that this all sounds a little too good to be true and crazy, you're absolutely right. As revealed later in the documentary series, the story of the Countess leaving her dog, Gunther, her riches in the form of a trust, turns out to all be a fabricated story just to avoid paying tax on the money that Maurizio had inherited. Even though inheritance isn't taxed, Mion would have been required to pay a huge amount of tax on the money earned from the sale of his mother's pharmaceutical company. Oh, wow. That is one very fabricated story. Mion funneled the money through a fake person, the Countess, in a tax haven country, Liechtenstein, to avoid paying tax to the Italian government. Then, when she died, the trust was left as a gift to the dog, Gunther. So what is the real story here? Where did Gunther actually come from? Gunther was actually originally owned by Antonella Signorian, which was Mion's ex-girlfriend. Oh, an ex-girlfriend? That seems messy. Right? Yeah, so Gunther was a real dog. He just wasn't the heir to a trust left by a countess. Originally, he, had he was used by Mion to promote his company's drug that was supposed to be a miracle drug for the German shepherd's osteoporosis. And what about the Countess? Was she even real? No, she was a made-up person. Mion actually states in the documentary, she was the perfect person to take control of the bank accounts and all the assets in Liechtenstein, but she never existed with the name of Carlotta Livenstein. This was a great way for Mion to still have access to his fortunes without paying tax on any of the money. Now, Mion uses the money in the trust to afford his lavish lifestyle. Anything he purchases, for example, a yacht, is justified by saying that Gunther, the dog, wants it. Wow, I wish I could go purchase a yacht because my dog wanted it. I know, right? Me too. The Gunther Trust owns the Gunther Corporation, which owns many investment vehicles. For example, this includes sports clubs, properties, and media that all create income for the Gunther Trust. Nobody actually knows how much wealth has been accumulated by the Gunther estate over the years. Wait, so how long did this even go on for? So eventually, Mion's elaborate scheme all came falling down. In 2008, the Liechtenstein tax affair found hundreds of fake accounts at a bank that were laundering money, the Gunther Trust being one of those. Hundreds of citizens from different countries were putting their money into bank accounts and trusts in Liechtenstein to avoid tax obligations. Somehow, Maurizio Mion was never charged with a crime. To this day, he still invests and uses the Gunther Trust for his own benefit while taking care of the pup. He went on to say in the Netflix documentary, 
I've never done anything wrong except to avoid taxes through a technical device. So what you're saying is he knew he was what he was doing was wrong, but he still never got caught? Yeah. So since the trust is in the public view, including the Netflix documentary, we assume the appropriate taxes are being paid. But it doesn't sound like Mion has any regrets or even believes there was anything wrong with what he did. Wow, Netflix is a real one for that. For real, though. It was definitely insightful and interesting to watch. I actually have seen a few things where people are questioning the sanity of Mion. And that's understandable. It seems like he did some very questionable and crazy things just for some money. Sounds cuckoo to me. Mion definitely went to some crazy lengths to what seems to be a plot for tax evasion. I just don't know how he got away with it. For as long as he did. That takes some serious planning. Let's just say this. Don't be like him. All of this to say, the entire story of Gunther was an elaborate publicity stunt in order to gain popularity with the media to promote Mion's plan. We haven't been able to find any additional information on the updated status of the Gunther Trust or the taxes that have been paid, but we hope that Mion and Gunther will choose to make better choices about their taxes in the future. Thank you all for listening to our podcast, and we hope that you found this story as interesting as we did. Remember to please always pay your taxes, never cheat on your returns, and probably don't bank on working for a rich dog in the future. Please tune in next week to see what other juicy scandal we uncover next. <laughs>